0: In الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من الله فلا مُندلا و وَأَشْهَدُ أَنْ لَا إله إلا اللَّهُ وَحْدَهُ لَا شَرِيكَ لَهُ وَأَشْهَدُ أَنَّ مُحَمَّدًا أَبْدُهُ وَرَسُولُهُ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمُ يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا تَقُوا اللَّهَ حَقَّ تُقَاتِهُ وَلَا تَمُوتُنَّ إِلَّا وَأَنْتُمْ مُسْلِمُونَ يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطيع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما أما بعد فإن أصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهج هج محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الأمور محدثاتها وكل محدثة بدعه وكل بليعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار. طيب، طيب وشال، وط، كيف؟ أما بعد، in the last class we covered some rules and regulations regarding. The Muslim woman coming to the masajid of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala And that the origin for the Muslim woman is that her home is better for her As Allah Jalla mentions فِي ولا تبرج الجاهلية الأولى. And remain in your homes and do not make a dazzling display of yourselves like the display of the first pre Islamic time of ignorance. Also, there is a qira'a that is read, Wa fee kunna, meaning be in a state of tranquility in your home. So you have waqarna and waqarna. Wakarna is to remain in the home, and Wakirna is to be in a state of tranquility while in the home. Also, we have the narration of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam on the authority of Abdullah ibn Umar radiallahu anhuma, Qala qala Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, La tamna'u nisa'akum al-masajid ubuyutuhunna khayrun lahunna Do not prevent the woman from the masajid, and their homes are better for them. So, this narration establishes the permissibility of the woman coming to the masajid of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to worship Allah. But they are to seek the permission from their guardians or those who are responsible for them before leaving out their husbands, their fathers, the likes. And even though the permission is to be granted As the Prophet is addressing the guardians That they are not to prevent the woman from the masajid Of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa mentioned And their homes are better for them Meaning their homes are better for them Than the masajid As the Prophet sallallahu alayhi established That the woman's prayer in her home is better than her prayer in the masjid But it is allowed for the woman to come to the masjid To worship in the masjid As the woman in the time of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa they used to pray in the masjid with the Prophet sallallahu alayhi And the Prophet sallallahu alayhi after he would finish making the salah, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi he would sit. He would not get up right away and leave. And the Sahaba radiallahu anhum ajma'een, they would sit with him They would not get up immediately And leave And that was to give the woman the opportunity To leave the masjid without mixing with the men So the woman were given the chance to leave first And then the Prophet ﷺ would get up And then the men would leave Also, Barakallah feekum, the women are allowed to go out for the fulfillment of their needs. Even if they're not going to the masjid, they may have other matters to tend to. And the permission is given to them by way of the legislation. From the hadith of Aisha radiallahu anha, anna the nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam qaal, قَدْ أُذِنَا أَنْ تَخُرُوجِنَا فِي حَاجَتِكُنَّا Aisha radiallahu anha, she mentioned that the Prophet ﷺ mentioned that the permission has been granted that you go out for the fulfillment of your needs. And what is meant by أُذِنَا Yani أَذِنَ اللَّهُ Permission has been granted Meaning Allah has given the woman the permission To go out of their homes To fulfill their needs So yes, the origin Is that the woman remains in her home For her protection and for her benefit For her religious benefit As well as worldly benefit But at the same time They are situations where the woman has to leave the home to take care of matters of her personal business or either matters of the home or matters of the children and the likes in this case the legislation has given her the allowance to leave the home and then in the time of the prophet sallallahu alaihi We know that the areas where the people will relieve themselves were not inside of the homes Rather they were outside of the home So the women they will go out to those areas where they are not seen and they will relieve themselves outside And this is barakallah feekum for the benefit of the woman So they are allowed to go out To the masjid They are allowed to go out To seek legislated knowledge As the woman had requested From the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam To give them a day That he will come to them And they can learn from him and the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he promised him a day in the house of so-and-so. So the woman would come out and go to that house, and the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he would give them lessons. also the shows that the women would come out of the home is that you had some of the women who participated in the battles they would tend to the wounded and treat the wounded they were similar to like nurses who would take care of the wounded and aid from behind the scenes. Also, you have on the day of Eid, the Prophet commanded the woman to come out for the Eid, even the woman who is on her monthly cycle, that she is also to come out to witness the good that takes place on the day of Eid amongst the Muslims, because that is our day of celebration. As the Prophet mentioned, يَشْهُدْنَا الْخَيْرِ وَدَعْوَةَ الْمُسْلِمِينَ So that they can witness the good and the supplication of the Muslims. But she doesn't pray with the Muslims because she's on her monthly cycle. She doesn't pray the Salatul Eid, but she comes and she's present. She doesn't pray the Salah. Also, Barakallah Fikum, in the time of the Prophet women folk will go to the marketplace the women would visit their families or visit their friends and the likes and you find the narrations that support this and this goes against that which the adversaries of Islam have said about the Muslim women that they are prisoners in their homes and that the Muslim women they can't go out we have many different examples of the woman leaving the home. We have many examples in the Quran and in the sunnah from the text showing the permissibility of the woman leaving their homes. But what is the object or the objective I should say? by saying that the Muslim women are prisoners in their home, their objective is to stir up the feelings of the Muslim woman to make her want to be out of her home without reason, as their women are. If you look at many of the non-Muslim women, they are out of their homes to be out displaying themselves, They're out of their homes, all types of night. SubhanAllah, we, we can witness this. We are leaving out in the morning to go to the masjid for fajr or leaving out in the morning to go to work and you see women coming in from partying, from being out, dazzling display. This is what they want our woman to be like. But alhamdulillah, the believing woman, she knows that whatever Allah has legislated, there's good in it. And she knows that which the Prophet wasallam has legislated, then there's good in it. And whatever Allah has prohibited, then there's evil in that thing. And whatever the Prophet wasallam has prohibited, there's evil in that thing. We have a narration on Abdullah ibn Mas'ud radiyallahu an an-nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam qala inna al-mar'a awrah fa idha kharajat istashrafaha ash Abdullah ibn Mas'ud, he mentioned that the Prophet stated that indeed the woman is Aura. And I'll explain the meaning of Aura. Indeed the woman is Aura. When she goes out of her home, the shaitan beautifies her. When she goes out of her home, the shaitan beautifies her. In the closest that the woman is to the face of her lord, is when she is in the depths of her home. The Prophet Sallallahu he described the woman as being awrah. And awrah, an this term is used for that which is private, or that which should be concealed or covered. And these meanings have relevance to the woman in her beauty. The beauty of the woman is not for everyone to see. And this is the protection that Islam gives to the woman. For the Muslim woman, she is special. The Muslim woman is a jewel, precious not for everyone to touch and to just look at and have free access to so alhamdulillah allah protects the muslim woman the believing woman with these legislations protects their honor protects their their chastity protects their beauty and the likes but what happens when a woman goes out The shaitan beautifies this woman in the eyes of the men. The shaitan beautifies the woman in the eyes of the men so that the men can harass the woman or attempt to speak to the woman or attempt to have access to the woman in a manner that is not appropriate. And this is why it is legislated that when the woman goes out of her home, the believing woman, she is to cover herself with the legislative covering. As the shaitan, he does not have good intentions for the children of Adam, generally. And also the shaitan, he strives to destroy the Muslim societies and the Muslim communities and the Muslim families specifically. And one of the ways that the shaitan seeks to destroy the Muslim communities, societies, the Muslim families is by way of the woman. The Prophet sallallahu he mentioned ma ba'di fitna ar-rijal min nisa The Prophet sallallahu said I have not left behind me or after me a fitna a trial or a test that is more harmful upon the men than the woman Al-Hafidh ibn Hajr al-Asqalani He stated in his explanation وَفِي الْحَدِيثِ أَنَّ الْفِتْنَةَ بِالنِّسَاءَ أَشَّدْ مِنَ الْفِتْنَةَ بِغَيْرِهِنَّ And in the narration, there's the proof that the fitna of the woman is more severe than the fitna by way of other than the woman. The Prophet sallallahu wasallam he mentioned ittaqul nisa' fa in awwal fitnat bani israeel kanat fi The Prophet sallallahu Alaihi wasallam he said be aware of the woman for indeed the first fitna of the children of Israel was in the woman Now mind you these narrations are not to be used to downplay the woman. This is not the intent here. The Prophet wasallam is not belittling the woman. Rather, the Prophet wasallam is explaining and clarifying that the fitna comes by way of the woman, meaning from the Shaitan He uses the, some woman to cause fitna in the society. So number one is upon the sisters to be mindful of this and not allow the shaitan to use them as a means of destroying the Muslim societies and communities and families. They should not allow themselves to be used by the shaitan and likewise, the men, secondly, they have to be mindful of the dangers of the woman. And to observe the legislative mannerisms when it comes to dealing with women. The Prophet wasallam he mentioned, in mara تُقْبِلْ فِي سورة فِي, سورة الشيطان في الشيطان. Indeed the woman she comes in the image of the devil and she leaves in the image of the devil. What this means is that when she is coming the Shaitan is whispering to the men calling the men to look at the woman, and enticing the men by way of this woman. And when she passes by or is leaving out, the shaitan is also enticing the men by way of this woman. So whether she is coming or going, the shaitan is using her her image as a means to call the men to evil and the prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam he mentioned a beautiful point as there is a narration on jabir ibn abdullah radiAllahu anhuma anna rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam ra'a imra'atan fa'ata imra'atahu فَقَضَى حَاجَتَهُ ثُمَّ خَرَجَ إِلَىٰ أَصْحَابِهِ فَقَالَ إِنَّ الْمَرْأَةَ تُقْبِلْ فِي سُورَةِ الشَّيْطَانِ وَتُضْبِرْ فِي سُورَةِ الشَّيْطَانِ فَإِذَا أَبْصَرَ أَحَدُكُمْ إِمْرَأَةً فَلْيَأْتِي أهلها فَإِنَّ ذَلِكَ يُرُدْ مَا فِي نَفْسِهِ دماثنج صلى الله عليه وسلم he so he went to his wife Zainab and fulfilled his desires with his wife. And then he came out to his companions and said, indeed, when the woman comes, she comes in the image of Shaitan. And when she leaves, she leaves in the image of Shaitan. So when one of you sees a woman, then let him go home to his wife. Meaning if you see, but you're outside and you see a woman and she's beautiful. And she stirs up your desires, go home to your wife and have relations with your wife. The Prophet said, because that will repel those desires that were disturbed up within yourself, that will repel it. And alhamdulillah, this is a means to stop the men from chasing after the woman. Because once he sees her, the eyes are the windows to the heart. You see, the shaitan whispers to you, and this is the meaning. She comes in the image of the shaitan, not saying that every woman is a devil. It doesn't mean that. But when the woman's coming, the shaitan is beautifying her in the eyes of the men, whispering to the men, "Look how beautiful she is. Look how this is. Look how that is." So when a man sees a woman and she, her beauty amazes him or it stirs up his desires, the Prophet said, let him go to his family, meaning his wife. Meaning let him go to his wife to have relations with her, which is lawful for him, and that will repel that which is within himself. Al-Imam al Nawi rahimahullah he stated, قال ال معناه الاشاره الى الهوى والدعاء الى الفتنه بها لما جعله الله تعالى في نفوس الرجال من الميل الى النساء والالتذاذ بنظرهن وما يتعلق بهن فهي شبيهه بالشيطان the ulama they say that the meaning of this is indicating or pointing to the desires and the call to fitna by way of the woman. Due to that which Allah Azza wa Jal has placed within the men, of inclining towards the woman, and finding pleasure in looking at woman. And that which is connected to the woman. So from this angle, there's the resemblance of the shaitan, and his call to evil, and the whispering, and the beautifying of evil, and the likes. وَيُسْطَنْبَدْ مِنْ هَذَا أَنَّهُ يَنْبَغِي لَهَا أَنْ لَا تَخْرُجْ بَيْنَ الرِّجَالِ إِلَّا لِدُرُورَةً وَأَنَّهُ يَنْبَغِي لِلْرِّجَالِ أَلْغَضَّ عن ثِيَابِهَا والإعراض عنها مُطْلَقَةً And that which is extracted from this, it is befitting for the woman not to go out amongst the men except when there is a need. And it is befitting for the men to turn away from looking at their garments, or turn away from them in totality. So here, Barak Allah fikum, the shaitan beautifies the woman and makes her alluring to the men. Even the Muslim woman. And this is why the sister has to be mindful to make sure that she is not cooperating with the shaitan in the matter of alluring the men and calling them to fitna. So when she goes out, she observes the Islamic legislated dress the legislative hijab. But as for those women who intentionally dress in a manner that is provocative, dress in a manner displaying their beauty, then indeed these women are with the shayateen, they are with the devils, they are with Shaitan, seeking to cause fitna in the society. there is a narration on Ibn Umar رضي الله عنهما قالت كانت امرأة لعمر تشهد صلاة الصبح والعشاء في الجماعة في المسجد فقيل لها لما, تخ, لما تخرجين وقد تعلمين أن عمر يقره ذلك ويغار. قالت وما يمنعه أن ينهاني؟ قال يمنعه قول رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم لا تمنعوا بما الله مساجد الله. On the authority of Abdullah ibn Umar رضي الله عنهما، he said the wife of Ummam she used to witness the Morning prayer, the Fajr prayer, and the Isha' prayer In congregation in the masjid So it was said to her Why do you go out? When you know that Umar, he dislikes that And he is jealous So she said, well what prevents him From prohibiting me from going out to the masjid? to pray. And Abdullah ibn Umar he stated, what prevents him is the statement of the Messenger of Allah do not prevent the female servants of Allah from the Messager of Allah. This narration has many benefits. One of the benefits is that the wife of umar ibn al an? she used to go out to the masjid to pray Salat fajr and salatul isha And this shows the permissibility of the woman coming out when it is dark outside. Because these two prayers are normally prayed when it is dark. As the hadith on the authority of Burayda al-Aslami radiyallahu an, qala qala rasulullahi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Bashir al-mashya'ina fi'l-zulum ilal-masajid bin-nur-tam yawm al-qiyamah. Give glad tidings to those Who walk during the dark Or in the darkness To the masajid That they will have a complete light On the day of judgment Because on the day of judgment It will be dark Going across the sirat The bridge And according to the person's level of faith that will be the degree of the brightness of his light. So here the glad tidings is given to those who go out to the masjid. They walk to the masjid in the dark. This, the ulama, they say, this is for Salatul Isha and Salatul Fajr. <laughs> this is for Salatul Isha and Salatul Fajr. Another narration Man Masha Ilal Masjid Fidum layl Lahu No Lucky Afwan, Lucky Yalla Lucky Yallaha Yom Al Qayyama binorin or Lucky Yallaha binorin Yaum Kayama or Kala Kamakala Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. That whoever walks to the masjid during the darkness of the night, this person will meet Allah as Allah Azza wa with a light on the Day of Judgment. So this glad tidings to those who walk to the masjid during the dark, and the mentioning of meeting Allah with a light, and that the people will have a complete light on the Day of Judgment, this is not only for the men, but it also applies to the woman As the wife of ibn Khattab, She used to go out For those two prayers And those two prayers Are during the dark So it was said to her Why do you go out? When you know that Umar, he dislikes that. And he is jealous. So she said, what prohibits or prevents him from stopping me from going to the masjid? So, Abdullah bin Umar he said, The statement of the Messenger of Allah prevents him. Do not prevent the female servants of Allah from the Messenger of Allah. Number one, the legislation has come giving concern to that which benefits the people whether it's the individual or the society. And we already covered the text that mentions that the best place for the woman is her home. Also we covered the text that shows the allowance for the woman to come out of her home to fulfill her needs or to go to the masajid of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the legislation, walhamdulillah, it has come giving regulation in the affairs of the people dealing with matters within the home, matters outside of the home. And the wife of Umar radiallahu anha, she used to seek the permission of Umar. One should not think that she used to just go out without seeking his permission, but she used to seek his permission, as has come in another narration, أنها كانت تستأذن عمر الخطاب إلى المسجد فيسقط، فتقول والله لا أخرج إلا أن يرحمك الله، فتقول والله لا أخرج إلا أن تمنعني So she used to seek Umar's permission to go out She didn't just go out But then he would be quiet And then she would say, by Allah, I will go out Except if you prevent me from going out If you you tell me don't go out, I'm not going to go out But wallahi, I'm going to go out to the masjid So he wouldn't prevent her And this shows that she believed that Umar had the right to prevent her from going. And for that reason, this is why she sought his permission. So Umar ibn Khattab used to be quiet as he didn't want to tell her, don't go. So he doesn't oppose the hadith of the Prophet but he would be quiet, hoping that maybe she won't go. But then she mentioned that if you don't prevent me, then I'm going to go. And Umar al-Khattab, he did not prevent her from going to the masjid. And Umar al-Khattab, he was a jealous man. He was jealous over his woman folk. And that which indicates that jealousy, was that Umar ibn Khattab, he went to the Prophet sallallahu and suggested that his wives wear hijab because of the people coming in and out upon his, upon him and his family. And then Allah agreed or sent down revelation that agreed with the opinion of Umar about the wives of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi covering up. And this was just due to the jealousy of Umar ibn Khattab over the woman folk, period and his love for the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam and his family and them being protected another incident is when the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam in his dream he was in the paradise and he seen a palace and he asked who is this palace for they said it's for Umar Khattab." The Prophet ﷺ said, Had it not been for the jealousy of Umar, I would have went inside the palace to look and see how it is. So Umar al Khattab, he said to the Prophet ﷺ as the Messenger ﷺ was relaying his dream to the people, he said, Oh Messenger of Allah, I'm going to be jealous over you. But the shahid or the point is that the Prophet said, he remembered the jealousy of Umar al Khattab. So this was known that Umar ibn Khattab an, was a man who was jealous over his woman folk and over his home. And there's nothing wrong with that. As long as the individual does not transgress the legislative boundaries with his jealousy. And this is, it is for the men to be jealous over their women. You don't just let your woman be subjected to anything, you have to protect your woman, be jealous over your woman, you don't just let any man come to your wife, your daughters, no you have to be jealous over the woman folk of your family, but within the legislative boundaries. So this wife of Umar bin Khattab, an, her name was Atika, bint Zaid, ibn Amr. She was the wife of Umar al Khattab, and she used to witness the congregation of Salah in the Masjid. In one narration, it mentions that Ummah, he said to her, Wallahi inna keelata alameena, ma uhibu hada. Fa qalad wallahi la antahi haatta tanhani. Fa qalad inni la anhaak. So Ummah bin khattab there's a narration that he said to her, By Allah, you know that I don't like this. So she said, "By Allah, I'm not going to stop going to the masjid unless you prohibit me from going to the masjid. And Umar ibn Khattab said, Indeed, I'm not going to prohibit you from going to the masjid. And this shows something about the character of Umar ibn Khattab, radiallahu an, that even though personally he didn't want her to go to the masjid, and this was due to his jealousy, over his womanfolk. He did not put his personal jealousy in front of what the Prophet ﷺ said. And this goes back to the statement of Allah: Ya ayyuha amanu, la tuqaddimu baina yadei illahi wa rasuli. All you who believe, do not put yourselves forward before Allah and His Messenger. And this فيكم, is a lesson for the men, for the husbands and the fathers. That we may desire something personally, but then there is a text or matter of legislation, judging in that affair. It is upon us فيكم, not to put our personal feelings or desires Or personal positions before that which Allah has stated, and before that which the Prophet has stated. And Umar al Khattab radiallahu anhu, he was known to be a person who stopped at the text. That whenever there was a text, that was it. That was enough for Umar to stop. And he would not go beyond that. It is mentioned that the day that Umar ibn Khattab was stabbed in the masjid while he was making salah, that his wife was also present that day in the masjid. So Umar ibn Khattab During his Khilafah The time when he was the Khalifa of the Muslims His wife used to go to the masjid And pray in the masjid And Umar ibn Khattab did not prevent her From going to the masjid Even though his personal preference was that she didn't go out. But because of his respect for the texts, due to his level of faith, he did not put himself before Allah and his messenger. Also, this narration establishes that when a woman does something that is allowed for her to do within the legislation, and it is possible that her husband desires for her to do something else. And we're speaking about that which is allowed. We're not speaking about commandments, prohibitions, meaning that which is permissible. And she chooses to do that which is permissible. That the husband should not look at this matter as her being Someone who is disobedient Because although Ummah ibn Khattab Did not like for her to go out to the masjid He didn't prevent her So the allowance was there Even though he personally didn't want her to go And she knew that But she loved the masjid and she chose to do that, which was permissible for her to do. Umar ibn Fattah did not look at her as being a wife who was disobedient or a wife who was evil because she is within uh, the legislative boundaries doing that, which is allowed. Had Umar prevented her, then she herself said she would not have gone. If Umar had prevented her from going, she she would have obeyed her husband. And she would not have gone to the masjid. And I mention this because at times it takes place between the husband and the wife. uh, A disagreement or a difference in view regarding a matter. And the matter is something that's permissible for the woman to do. But the husband, he really desires her not to do it. But she opts to do that which is allowed for her to do. That the man should not look at his wife as being uh, disobedient in this case. Or to be evil or not to love him or she's disrespecting him and the likes. Because she's doing something that the legislation has allowed her to do. Another point, Barat Allah Fikun, is that the woman after the death of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. They still used to go to the masjid. They used to go to the masjid during his time, during his life, and even after his death. So from the benefits of this narration, the permissibility of women going to the masjid for the congregational prayer. From the benefits of this narration, it is prohibited for the husbands to prevent their wives from going to the masjid for congregational prayer without legislative excuse. From the benefits is that it is not permissible for the woman to go out to the masjid or to other than the masjid Except with the permission of her husband or those who are responsible for her Or the one who is responsible for her From her awliya, her guardians From the benefits of this narration, it shows that it is allowed that the husband dislikes that the wife goes out to the masjid due to the jealousy without preventing her. There's no harm in that. There's no sin in that. Also, if the woman seeks the permission of her husband to go out to the masjid and he does not give her permission, then it is not allowed for her to go out Even though he is commanded not to prevent her Let's just say He goes against the Statement of the Prophet Wasallam. The Prophet says don't prevent them But he prevents his wife The wife is to listen to her husband But the sin is on the husband The wife is to listen to her husband But the sin is upon the husband Another benefit, the scholars, they say, it is not permissible for the husband to force his wife to do that which he views as being better. It is not permissible for the husband to force his wife to do that which he views as being better. Another point of benefit, it is not obligatory upon the wife to follow every opinion of the husband. Meaning there is a religious issue. The husband may hold one opinion and the wife, she holds another opinion regarding the matter based upon proofs and evidences and the texts. As an example, the husband's opinion may be that when one comes up from Rukur that you put your hands back on your chest. The wife's opinion is you put your hands down to the side or vice versa. She's not obligated uh, to follow him in every single opinion that he holds in the religion. Just as it is upon the husband to follow that which he holds to be correct from the proofs and the evidences, likewise, the wife is the same that she is to follow that which she holds to be correct based upon proofs and evidences and not desires rather based upon the text. So a woman is not obligated to follow her husband in every single opinion. one last narration in relation to the woman mixing with the men. On the authority of Nafi' and Ibn Umar radiallahu anhumma قال قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم لو تركنا هذا الباب للنساء قال نافع فلم يدخل منه ابن عمر حتى مات on the authority of Nafi on Ibn Umar he said that the Messenger ﷺ said If we were to leave this door for the woman He said that Ibn Umar He never entered into that door again until he died This narration is in the Sunan of Abi Dawood In the Book of Salah This narration establishes that in the time of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, there was more than one entrance to the Masjid of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi In these entrances, the people who came to pray they would enter into these doors. So, the men and the women would enter into any door they wish until the Prophet wasallam indicated and addressed the men that a door from the doors of the masjid or an entrance from the entrances of the masjid, one is to be designated for the woman. And what is the reason for this? So that there is no اختلاق There is no mixing between the men and the women So the Prophet said Law hadha We were to leave this door for the woman So this indicates Number one That the Masajid should have a separate interest for the women to give them the privacy and the ease of coming into the masjid without mixing with the men another point it shows that the legislation has legislated texts to prevent free mixing between the sexes, between the men and the women. And this here is a refutation against that which we see in this day and time of individuals who ascribe to Islam Attempting to do away With these texts So you find individuals Who say that they are Muslims They have Masajid Or the places they call Masajid And the men and the women Are standing next to each other Praying right next to each other The likes of this never happened in the time of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam was the most diligent when it came to giving the women their rights and establishing love in the Muslim community. And other than that from which these individuals claim that they are doing. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentioned khayru sufuf ar-rijal awwaluha wa sharruha akhiruha wa khayru sufuf an-nisa akhiruha wa sharruha awwaluha The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said the best roles for the men are the first rows and the most evil roles for the men are the last rows And the best roles for the woman are the last roles, and the most evil roles for the woman are the first roles. Why are the best roles for the men the first roles? Because these are the roles that are furthest away from the woman. And why are the worst roles the last roles? Because these are the roles that are closest to the woman. And why are the best roles for the women, the last roles? Because these are the roles furthest away from the men. And why are the worst roles, the first roles for the women? Because these are the roles closest to the men. And this is when there is no barrier between the men and the women. But in the case where the women have a separate area, a separate prayer area than the men, or there is a barrier separating the men from the women, then in this case, the best roles for the women are the first roles. But still for the men, the worst roles are the last roles. If the women are separated, the men should always try. To be in the first rows. But you look at this narration, the Prophet is speaking about roles that are separated from one another, the worst and the most evil roles. How much more so is the evil when the men and the women are praying side by side together as we find these individuals doing in this day and time this is a clear blatant disregard for these texts the woman having a different interest to enter into the masjid, and the best roles for the women being the last rows that are furthest away from the men. No, you have people saying the men and the women pray together, and that there is no text that shows that the women, the men and the women can't pray together. We clearly have text. And look at the. Response of Abdullah ibn Umar عنهما, that the door that was designated for the woman Abdullah ibn Umar did not go through that door ever again until he died. Meaning he died never going back through that door again. And this is how we as the men should be Barakallah that when we know that there is an area that is for the woman, keep away from the woman area, don't go in that area. And we should not hang around the woman's area. That area is the woman's area for a reason, because of the woman being in that area. And the men should keep far away from the woman's areas and not seek to go near the woman's areas. Because this opens up the door for fitna. From the benefits of the narration, the legislation has put in place that which prevents the free mixing between the men and the women. From the benefits of the narration, that it is legislated that there is a separate interest for the woman in the masajid for them to enter and to leave this is what we should build our masajid upon, having a separate door for the woman also, from the benefits of this narration the fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that Abdullah ibn Umar he had and how he was diligent in carrying out the commandments of Allah and his Messenger. May Allah be pleased with him. Also from the benefits of this narration that those who are in charge of the communities they have to put in place that which is going to be a benefit for the communities and cultivation for the communities. That which is put in place to look out for the affairs of the men and the affairs of the women, and putting in place that which prevents fitna from taking place in the communities. And it is befitting for those who are in charge of the communities to direct the people to that which he knows from the religion which is going to bring about safety and security, happiness in this life as well as in Insha'Allah Ta'ala will stop at this point. Whatever is correct, the praise is for Allah Azzawajal alone. And when I was incorrect, it is from myself. Subhanaka Allahumma bihamdik. Shadu Allah ilaha illa anta taqdiruka wa tu miqib.